and welcome to the Switzerland Meeting New Friends podcast, a podcast to bring people from all over the world together. My name is Sandra, I'm 100% Swiss cheese, living in Switzerland. Grüezi und willkommen. Today, in this podcast episode, I have an inspiring talk with Una and Chris. Yeah, to the persons. Una is a yoga teacher and founder of the Hot House Yoga, um, that is a yoga studio in the Canton Zug. And Chris has a PhD in yoga and loves yoga, hot yoga as well, and a yoga teacher. And they will tell us about the new Hot House education. What is this? Yeah, listen to the talk and then you will um, see what is because they talk about what is hot yoga or even what is hot yoga and then about their education yeah then let's learn more about it because they are in love with uh, hot yoga or yoga they will talk a little bit more and explain us and yeah i will pu put all the details from uh, both uh, people in in the info box and of course of hot house yoga and please follow them and first listen to the talk see you welcome to this podcast um, episode now today we have here yuna and chris um thank you for being here I'm hello happy to be here hello. thank you for having us thank you yeah so we are doing this uh, on zoom and i never did this um, podcast interview with three people. So we are three and ooh, always a new time. Um, yeah, actually, we, we never met each other, only on, um, on Instagram. And uh, Chris was at the German um, meetup um, mm -hmm. online. So yeah, um, I think first we talk about a little bit about you and the about Switzerland and later you have surprise so oh let's see um I, it would be nice if you can introduce yourself for ladies first and then Chris and then let's see <laughs> thank you um so my name is Una and um I I've lived in Zugnau almost for five years um, yeah, and um, it's been a great experience. I'm completely and utterly in love, uh, both with Zug and um, Switzerland as well. Um, and if you do follow me um, on Instagram or any other social media platforms, you will see that uh, I do spend a lot of time um, in mountains. <laughs> yeah, so um, especially this winter, I think I've been more up in mountains than down here in Zug. Yeah, so I'm absolutely in love uh, with nature and being outside, um, skiing, hiking. Uh, so I think it's a great place for anyone uh, who likes things like that. And it's just the lifestyle is absolutely incredible. Um, you know, where you can get what's out there is just beautiful. Yeah. So, um, and then the other thing that I should probably mention is that I'm a yoga teacher and um, I run my own studio here in Zug. 
um, and it's uh, a little bit specific because it's not your regular yoga studio. Um, it's a hot yoga studio and it was the first hot yoga studio that opened here in Zug. Uh, I think two years ago we opened. Yeah, so that's pretty much that <laughs> in short. Yeah. So cool. So uh, the name your uh, company is called Hot House Yoga. Yes. And I, of course, I will um, put all the links um, on the podcast and on Instagram and so, and then they can follow you and uh, Chris as well, you as well. Um, and uh, just a question, mm -hmm. uh, Una, I saw that you went to the mountains all the time, yeah. um, but um, let's um, talk about where did you live before and where did you grew up? Okay, so originally I uh, come from Croatia and I grew up in um, a little town on uh, the Adriatic coast. I know a lot of people that I meet here have been there um, on holiday and it's a very beautiful uh, Mediterranean time, town um, kind of built um, during the Venetian time. And then uh, when I was 18, I moved to UK so I went to university there, I studied in UK, and then after I graduated, I kind of, I never intended to stay, but life happens, and I got a job there, I got offered a job, and I stayed and worked in London for, gosh, um, nearly 15 years altogether. Yeah, I had a little stint in those 15 years where I lived in uh, Geneva <laughs> for about two years, so more Switzerland. Uh, and then went back to London and then finally ended up here in Zug. Perfect. Oh, cool. I didn't know. But uh, I thought about your accent. You're, it's a little bit British. so. Yeah, it's yeah. A, I think now it's a fusion of all sorts of things. So <laughs> it's very perfect. difficult sometimes to pinpoint. But yeah. So nice. Perfect. And um, yeah. Just tell us uh, maybe what is your favorite place in Switzerland and what is your favorite word in Swiss German? Ooh. <laughs> um, well, actually, I have the favorite word of the day. It is Zopf. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, that's today's word. And I would say my favorite part of Switzerland has to be... Um, the Bernese Oberland. Yeah. Grindelwald and so on. Yeah. Yeah, Lauterbrunn and Grindelwald uh, and lakes around there. I, I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful there. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, so nice. Thank you for the introduction. Yeah. And um, yeah, you will tell us later about the uh, yoga and so on and your business. Uh, Chris, actually, um, at now on in Swiss time is it um, 6 p.m. and what time is in California? <laughs> I'm just getting my day started. Thanks for having us, Sandra. Uh, yeah, it's 9 a.m. here this morning. So you are my first um, meeting this morning. And yes, I'm from California and I grew up here in Los Angeles. I now live in Ventura, which is just north of California a very nice uh, sort of surfing area, surf community. And we also have the mountains. We have the best of both worlds here, a lot of hiking and stuff like that. So I grew up here. 
Um, and my connection with Zug is, was actually kind of a magical connection in the sense that um, first I met my wife, who is Swiss. So that's my connection to Switzerland. When I was living in Hawaii, I moved to Hawaii in my early 30s to, to surf. Um, and I wanted to do a surf competition and all these things. So I went there and just for a year I worked and I surfed. And there I met my wife um, one day when I was working for a nonprofit community. Uh, uh, it was a yoga and meditation community on the big island of Hawaii. And I met my wife. She walked into the front desk and there she was. And we've been together ever since. So that was all the way back in 2013. She moved to Hawaii with me. We traveled all over the world. Um, she went with me. I went and did my PhD in yoga studies, uh, which is part of what we'll talk about as we, as we move forward here. And she's actually from Zurich. And when I say Zurich, she's from Hausen am Albis. So I spent a lot of time in Hausen, a lot of time swimming in the Tulisay over the past eight years um, and totally fell in love with the place. Uh, but what happened this last year was sort of magical in the sense that we were looking for a place to stay in Switzerland during the pandemic. Uh, we, we came from the US, things were really bad in the US and Switzerland sort of opened its arms to us. We were very lucky because um, my wife is a Swiss citizen, as is my son. And we found this beautiful place that was being subleased right on the uh, Zugase, right on the lake. And um, I also missed going to hot yoga because all the hot yoga studios were shut down in the US at the time. So we're there and my wife actually Googled, she's looking for hot yoga in the area and up pops this place, Hot House, right? In Zug, in, in Ham, right? And we lived actually in Ham, right by um, Alpenblick, you know, the, the stop, uh, the train stop there. And um, I said, oh, I'll go, I'll go check it out and see how it is. And I walked in and, and there was Una and we all hit it off really well. And um, uh, truth be told, you know, I had been looking for a yoga studio to work with for a really long time. Um, with a lot of the things that I had learned in my, my PhD and had been wanting to partner with the studio. And um, just as time went on, I started working with Una and in the studio giving presentations about yoga history and philosophy and so on and so forth. And so there we were. So this is, um, this is last year. And, and since then, things have really taken off and we're excited to share all of that with you. So nice, so nice, huh? <laughs> miracle! And now we are all three together in a podcast talk. That's that's what I love. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, um, we talked about you talked both about um, yoga, and hmm, so I have to say I have no real experience in yoga and even in hot yoga. Can you? explain yoga or hot yoga just in a few sentences or to people they don't know or and as well why should they do yoga and or hot yoga okay um so i think maybe just very simply the the difference between yoga and hot yoga is hot yoga is yoga that's performed in a hot room <laughs> so um You can do the same postures that you do normally uh, in the regular practice, but it's in a heated room, which then you, you can actually get some more benefits out of the practice through uh, practicing in that way. Uh, one thing that's for sure is that as you stretch and work with your muscles, the warmer the muscles are, the safer it is. Yeah. So if you're stretching in a very cold room, I mean, you probably know the difference if you're trying to stretch outside in the middle of the winter or after a nice good run. 
so it's safer for the body. And uh, there are many other benefits as well. Uh, it's, you know, detoxifying, uh, you sweat a lot uh, in, um, and then we use special infrared heaters. So it's not your traditional yoga studio where you pump hot air in. We're using a very gentle heat and the infrared rays, uh, they've been proven to be very beneficial for the skin, for the immune system, for people who have uh, arthritis. Uh, so there, there's a wide range of health benefits that the heat actually brings into the practice physically. But then I think there is also a, a mind component and Chris will probably <laughs> tell you also about that a little bit more um, in, a, in, in, in a sense that it does bring an additional challenge to the practice and it does stimulate, stimulate your mind during the practice in a very specific way. And even traditionally, when we talk about yoga, and as I said, said Chris will probably be able to tell you more about that, the heat has been always a component um, in the yoga practice in like different rituals and stuff. So it's very nice that in this day and age, we can also bring it in and continue um, to use it. Oh, so nice. Okay, okay. And how, what, um, how hot is the, the room actually? Okay, so um, in the studio, um, we don't like to go too hot because I think that it can just become too oppressive. Uh, we keep the temperature somewhere around 36 to 38 degrees. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, you have studios who go like over 40. We don't do that, we cap it. Um, I think, you know, we want to keep the body nice and warm, but we want to keep the experience still pleasurable um, without feeling oppressive or, you know, too much for some people. So it's very accessible to everyone. Interesting. It's so interesting. Okay. Oh, Because cool. We use the heat, and then the other very important component is the humidity. Uh, so we basically pump, you know, humidity and steam into the room as well. So you do have this almost like a sauna effect when you're practicing. Both yoga and sauna. So perfect. Yeah, basically. Married <laughs> yeah, one. If I can just add to that. Um, yeah. It is, it is a yoga and sauna, because if you look at the history of how this practice was developed in contemporary times, uh, the, there's a particular lineage of yoga teachers who went to Japan, and they were teaching yoga in Japan, where in the winter it's cold. And one of the ways that they were able to attract people to come into the yoga studio was by combining it with, with Japanese sauna culture. And that's how contemporary or modern hot yoga practice was born. So it actually... It actually is connected to sauna. And you can see my background here. It looks like I'm in a sauna. I actually built, I'm standing in my office slash yoga studio. And this is actually where I practice in exactly the way that Una said when I'm at home. Um, and it feels very much with the humidity. It feels like you're practicing yoga in a sauna, but not quite as hot as she mentioned as, a, as an actual sauna. So, uh, the, and the other dimension of it that mm -hmm. Una was mentioning, because Una, Una, you've done a really good uh, job You can see how, how Una's describing sort of like the anatomical, uh, biomechanical dimensions of the practice. And she mentioned the mind too. Um, and that's kind of a good segue because part of the reason why I think it's so effective to practice yoga in heat, the extra added benefits you get from a philosophical and historical perspective is that if you look at yoga practice over the course of a few thousand years, 
one of the central components that is always there or most always there is this concept of heat being transformative heat built up within the body can be a spiritually and physically and uh, well from the context of well-being transformative experience and so you can't really separate these two things especially in hatha yoga you can't separate health or, or they don't tend to separate health from from spiritual practice so they put the two together and the heat is always there at the center of that practice so i think for me as a yoga scholar and someone who's been practicing for a really long time, uh, having the heat there, not only, anyone can feel the benefit just from going in the studio. You don't have to know anything about yoga philosophy. You will feel it. And if you do it over a long period of time, you will feel the transformation taking place. And then what's even more interesting then is to look at how this has been used historically and how it's been understood historically to actually produce the effects that you're first and foremost just feeling in your body and your mind, which is incredible. So yeah, that's what we try to combine and teach together in the, in the trainings that we're doing. We, we, we bring together like the anatomical scientific side and the philosophical historical side and show how it all kind of works together to create this experience that everybody's having, no matter who they are, no matter how flexible they are. Even if you just stand in the room your first time for an hour or 90 minutes, I guarantee you'll feel the effect. Oh, so nice. So can, um, what do you say for a beginner? Is it easy um, to start with hot yoga or should they have experience in the normal yoga? No, I mean, you don't need any experience. Uh, just, just to give you an example, I actually, I just came back from the studio and uh, Chris, you know, my daughter, Bella, she's eight. She just did an hour full hour session uh, with me and one of other teachers from the studio, Elena, uh, and she loved it. You, have, you don't need uh, to have any previous yoga experience at all. Um, and one of the reasons, and Chris knows, I created something called the Hot House, Hot House Method. Uh, and one of the reasons why I did that, uh, I wanted to make it accessible to everyone. So there are different classes in the hothouse and people often call or they email me and say, oh, which one shall I come to? Because I've never done it, I'm a beginner. And I always say, come to whatever class you want because we all work together, but you work at your own pace in a very supportive environment so that you can actually grow without having to worry what the person on the mat next to you is doing without feeling in any sort of competition or that you need to achieve something. It's a very organic process. And as Chris says, you can even just by being there, you can already feel the benefits. They come through you so that I'm not going to push anything onto you. I just open the space for you where you can actually start discovering these things yourself. First and foremost, people, when they come, it's usually in the body because they haven't been moving the body in these specific ways and they experience new sensations. Uh, but after a while, you actually start feeling this very much in your mind uh, when you see how you feel after the practice, how it's affecting your everyday life, uh, bringing yourself a little bit more in balance and a little bit more so in touch with uh, the link between your body and mind. So it's a very interesting process. And for every single person, it's very individual. And I think that's something that should be respected. 
Yeah. So if you're a beginner, you just come and give it a go. And then it's like a little exploration of self, see where it goes, I think. Without yeah, you know, Una, I'm, as you're saying all that, I'm remembering my first hot yoga class, which was right towards the beginning of when I started practicing yoga. I was in Manhattan Beach and someone was like, oh, you got to try hot mm -hmm. yoga. I went into the studio and it was so intense for me. And this was not, this was one that was in the forties. Okay. Um, it was so intense mm -hmm. for me the first time that half the class, I just kind of laid down and the teacher said, no problem, lay down. And I walked out of that class and I felt like, okay, I found, I have found the promised land because <laughs> I felt so good just laying on the mat in the heat. It was like, you know, laying in a sauna basically. And, and, and I didn't feel the, the pressure, the compulsion to have to be like my neighbor or do anything in particular. I mean, some people might, but I didn't. And I, the teacher was so supportive of, of kind of holding that space that uh, I kept coming back for more. Um, yeah. And so I think, I think that that's an important thing is it doesn't really matter where you're at. Uh, you will, you know, eventually be able to do other things you weren't able to do, including kind of be in the heat without, without much struggle. But uh, it's that whole buildup and that those initial experiences that really draw people in to yeah. the practice. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about my first hot yoga class? Did we ever, uh, uh, so I, I used to work actually in a very different um, area. I used to work for investment funds and I was working in finance and I had a very, very busy job. And I was going through a very stressful period. And I remember opposite my office building, there was a, a basement hot yoga studio. It was right in central London. Uh, people who live in London uh, probably know where it is. Uh, so Mayfair area. And um, I remember one day walking out to my office, feeling very stressed and deciding, well, I'm going to walk into this yoga studio and just give it a go. <laughs> Thinking, you know, I'm just going to be sitting down and, you know, how hard can it be? <laughs> so I walk in and it's packed full of people. I think there's 60 people in the room. And I take the mat and I put it all the way in the back of the studio and everything starts. And I'm in this very competitive mode. You know, I'm a runner. I'm, I've got a very intense job. So I can do this. I can do this. Halfway through the class, I had to sit down. <laughs> I could not move anymore. And I was looking at these people around me moving effortlessly and just thinking, oh my God, you know, here I am like trying so hard, giving it my best and I just, I'm hitting the wall. So I just gave up, I sat down and I was just like looking around, admiring these people. And as you say, I went out and I thought, wow, like I'm going to go back tomorrow <laughs> and see, like, see how you actually get there. Like, you know, cause obviously I need to work through something to be able to just find this ease and calm. And it happened. So nice, so nice. Because, yeah, I told before that um, I have no yoga experience. And I said, oh, no, I'm not flexible and all the stuff. And never heard about hot yoga. But thank you for um, this sentence. Because now I really say, I just want to try. And then let's see. Yeah. Because exactly. I'm, I think you meant also you gave me like i'm always welcome to your studio and mega cool thank, thank you. you you are you are and uh i mean chris knows we have a very vibrant um community uh in hot house 
we have a lot of expats. We have a lot of Swiss people from Zug, uh, from other cantons, also traveling to take classes with us. And even after yoga, it's always interesting because people are hanging around, drinking coffee, chatting, catching up. So it's like it's a it's a very nice place, and I think that's one of the things that I'm most proud of when it comes to hot house is the energy around it and the people that it attracts because there is no hot house person it's such a wide variety of people sexes genders ages and it's just beautiful it's, it's really nice so nice so nice so cool thank you for um <laughs> no oh no really i have to when everything is open i want to try that Come and join. We're open from Monday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're starting out. Oh. Cool. And uh, yeah, um, tell us some more about your hot yoga, your new thing. So the um, the microphone is on. <laughs> Do you want me to start, Una? I guess I will. It looks like he froze up. Yeah, yeah. you go, you go, Chris. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I just to kind of continue the story I was telling you before. Um, you know, I I did a PhD in yoga studies, and for the past few years, I've been kind of feeling around patiently. I teach at the university in in Los Angeles, but I've been feeling around patiently, trying to find the right place to kind of collaborate with. And when I say place, I mean yoga studio, to take what I've learned in my PhD which I realized most people in the yoga world don't have access to and bring it into the yoga world in a place that makes sense. And that, and that really um, connects with, with what I've learned. And so I have, I wasn't expecting to go into hothouse and to do this training that we're going to do, which is that Una and I have put together two, two things. One is an online portal through hothouse yoga education, where you can learn all things, yoga from philosophy, anatomy, all the different topics you want to learn, history. Um, so we put that together. We've collaborated to put that together. And then also we are teaching a 200-hour yoga teacher training on, starting on June 1st of this year to train yoga teachers to be able to teach yoga in the modality that, that Una has developed in combination with all of the things I've learned in my PhD condensed down for that training. So people have a really good, solid foundational understanding of yoga philosophy, history, and anthropology. So they will be confident teachers who can kind of take that into the studio and, and teach and know that they know more than 99% of any other uh, yoga teacher training because there, this just hasn't happened yet, this, this sort of combination um, of, of these two things together. So that's what we're really trying to offer uh, is this really comprehensive approach in in what is a standard 200 hour format. And from what I understand, and Una can say more about this, this will be the first time that a 200 hour training in hot yoga of this caliber will be offered in, uh, in Switzerland, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think you, you said correctly. I think it is the only 200 hour um, yoga teacher training uh, in Switzerland, hot yoga teacher training. So cool. For, for the people who have no idea about um, yoga teacher hours, what means 200 hours? 
Oh, okay. Um, so uh, essentially, if you want to become a yoga teacher, you have to do your training and your standard training to become a yoga teacher is uh, a 200 hour training. So you have to cover 200 hours and within those 200 hours, you have to ha cover specific areas like anatomy, biomechanics, uh, yoga history, um, ethics, that is philosophy, uh, it's, it's a wide, wide range of subjects, but it has to be at least 200 hours so that you can actually go ahead and teach. Oh, so cool. So basically, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I just, go ahead, go ahead, Sandra. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I think that it's so important to have um, your uh, the normal hot yoga teaching thing and then with uh, Chris's um, so all the knowledge of the history and all the everything together. Um, so important, really. Yeah, I, I mean, as, as, as a teacher, as a yoga teacher, um, you already have covered a lot of these topics in your own training, like history and uh, philosophy and yoga literature and texts. But I think the difference between what we're trying to do um, with this course now is that we're just bringing it up on a little bit higher level. Uh, and Chris has such a wide range of knowledge uh, that it's a re really um, a rare opportunity to have somebody like that on any particular teacher training. So I'm, I'm very pleased and proud that we actually managed to create this teacher training because it's a very special product, I think, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it, one of the things I, I forgot to mention is that, um, you know, my own training was kind of diverse in, in my PhD where I studied yoga history, yoga philosophy. But one of the things that I was really focused on was the anthropology or the kind of sociology of yoga, if you wanna put it that way. And what I mean by that is I looked very carefully at contemporary or modern yoga practice, the things that are going on now. And what emerges out of all of that study is a focus on topics that are not generally talked about and only recently have been, especially in America, uh, because they've kind of been behind the scenes. And, and what I mean by that is there's a lot of talk right now about equity in yoga and accessibility. So the things we've been talking about here right now about people feeling like they have equal access to yoga on so many levels. So according to their abilities or their disabilities, their ability to come in and not feel uncomfortable in the yoga space, their ability to feel like they can access it even if their financial situation isn't the same as somebody else's. Also in terms of their, their race, right? Racism's become a big thing, especially in the US. Um, so, so diversity, like creating diverse yoga spaces. Um, and a lot of these things are the things that, uh, these, are, these are some of the values that I bring into yoga and wanting to, to see. And one of the things that I noticed in Hot House um, was that there was a commitment in various ways to all of these different dimensions of practice, right? As well as gender. And here's another thing, guys are afraid to practice yoga, I think more than women. And, and, and generally speaking about the population of, of yoga practitioners globally is about 75% women, 25% guys, give or take, right? Uh, if you want to just break it down into those two basic gender categories. But the other thing is, is um, as a guy who loves yoga and seeing the benefit, I'm trying to also make it 
feel more accessible just to, to, to men in general and bringing more guys in with me, because no matter what you do, if it's for sports or whatever, it will help you with work, sports, life, family life in general. I know that from personal experience. And so another part about the accessibility is I, I always hear guys say, oh, I'm not flexible. I'm a cyclist or I'm a triathlete or whatever, right? Exactly why you need yoga. <laughs> exactly why you need it. And it's okay. And I'll stand next to you and I'll fall over with you because I still do all the time, right? I am not a flexible person. Um, I'm not flexible, but, and I've been practicing yoga now for almost 14 years, okay? And I am not a flexible person and, and, and I'm still not. And that's because I do all those other things, but I, uh, doesn't mean I'm, I'm afraid to do it. And so part of what we're bringing, I guess, in this, this, this training is, is, a, is a careful look at things like accessibility, um, gender, race, and all the categories I've talked about to try to make people feel more comfortable and feel like they have access uh, to this very beneficial and transformative practice. And when you mentioned guys, I have to say we do have a lot of guys in the hothouse. I mean, Chris knows I did have quite a few classes when I walk in and it's, I would say, 80% men <laughs> and 20% women. And I'm really proud of these guys because they're working really hard and they themselves, I mean, if you speak to them, they can tell you the benefits they're experiencing in their bodies. A lot of them do sports professionally or semi-professionally, and they do a lot of other stuff. And they can see these benefits transferred, being transferred into their cycling or whatever else they're doing. So, yeah. So, um, you know, Chris, <laughs> there's a little yeah. army of, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the things I noticed is, there were a lot more men practicing there than I had experienced in any other studio in the world. I mean, of course there are studios that have more men uh, than not, but, but this was the first time I really experienced that in a hot yoga studio and, and saw that even those men who were not, you know, super flexible or bendy or stable were repeatedly coming back for more. Um, and they weren't afraid and nobody was, they didn't feel like they had to be a certain way. And, and they definitely were feeling the, the benefits. So yeah, that to me was, it, it, it felt kind of balanced in that way. And I appreciated that about the practice. And I think we're going to try, you know, in our trainings to, to, to bring that forward and, and invite more guys in. So it feels like it's, you know, balanced out and open and they're not afraid. It's not just for women. So nice. So good. And um, yeah, I think Una, it makes because of the, um, the, the, oh, what's it called? Uh, Oh, I forgot it. The area, no, the the aura of uh, your hot hoga house, because that men and women are are there. I think yeah, to make special, so cool. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You'll have to come and just uh, check it out, see for yourself. No, but uh, it is, it is it's it's a very vibrant, diverse community, and I'm very proud of that. Really, yeah. Really. I and think every time I walk in, I. I always feel very lucky that I can do what I love and with people that I really love and care about. And I think, yeah, I, I feel very like lucky and privileged in this sense. Yeah, I'm grateful. Um, yeah, I think it's so important that you that you do some, something um, um, what you love and um, then you do it better and more powerful and um yeah, we can see, or I can see, um, that you both uh, love to speak about yoga. 
and hot yoga. That is so nice. And actually tell, or can you both tell us more about the, the course you will um, do? Is it only um, on in, in the, what is it called? In your room, yoga room, or is it as well with videos or how can we... Chris, can I just um, say one thing? Because I would like about increasing equity in yoga and making sure it's accessible to everyone. Um, so Chris and I had discussions about um, for um, a scholarship or scholarships uh, to a certain number of people that um, either require a financial help, students um, who want to do the course. Uh, so that's something that we're putting out there uh, and I was just today sending the scholarship applications to uh, a group of people. Um, so if anyone who's listening to this is considering applying to the course, they can either contact me directly or Hothouse uh, and I'll be very help happy to explain how the scholarship process works. Uh, where um, they're subsidized uh, for part of the course or all of the course. Um, and yeah, so Chris, do you have anything to add in terms of the scholarships? Yeah, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head in the sense that as Una and I were developing this and talking about these sort of, sort of social issues of privilege and whatnot, we, we realized that there may be some people who want to do this training since maybe more sincerely than anyone who may not have the, the means to do so like a student, right? Or someone who just doesn't have the means, the financial means, um, at, at least in part, right? And so Una and I said, let's create some fellowships or scholarships for these people, either in whole or in part, depending on their need to make sure that they will have access uh, to, to be able to take the course. And so I think this is, this is part of our uh, dedication to, to equity and accessibility because we don't wanna rule anyone out from being a part of the community and learning and, and then eventually teaching whose heart and, and, and mind and soul are really, really into it. We wouldn't wanna close it out. So, so there are some limited uh, opportunities for that. And if people are interested, please yeah, reach out to Una and we have a fellowship application you can fill out and we can talk and see um, you know, what we can do. So I, I yeah. yeah. And then the course itself, um, we are doing um, as well, quite an interesting uh, way of rolling the course out. We're gonna do it in a hybrid mode, which means that we're gonna be doing it both online and in the studio. So as a student, you have an option, you can do the whole course entirely online. Let's say you don't live in Zug, you live, uh, I don't know, in France or somewhere, you can still graduate and complete the course in that way online. Or if you are in Zug and you really want to come to the studio, we will do all the sessions as well at the studio and you will still have access to the online content so you can combine the two and either visit all the sessions in the studio or just come when you have time, when you feel that you would benefit from personal contact. So there's, there's flexibility built into the course, again, to allow uh, people to manage their time better and without you know, excluding anyone. 
So, yeah. Wow, so nice. And as well um, about what you talked before about that everybody um, have a chance um, to do the thing that it's so wonderful. Um, I'm so glad that um, Chris uh, wrote me um, for a talk. So cool. Thank you for, um, I think that you do uh, something really special, I think. Mega cool. And um, another question is, um, is uh, you, Una, are you just in the studio and Chris always uh, in, in California or you will move to Tuk? Well, no, Chris is, Chris is coming very soon. We're, uh, yeah, we're expecting Chris very soon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to come back. You know, I, I have a university job here in California where I teach in, in, in yoga studies and in Jane studies, which is another, another related field. And in the summers and in the winters, I come to Switzerland. And now I've kind of found a home in Zug, uh, especially with practicing and teaching at Hot House. And so I'm coming at the end of May and I'm staying until the end of August. And hopefully next year, crossing my fingers, um, I'll be a Swiss citizen. So I have to continue, I have to learn German, which I'm working on. <laughs> and, and I forgot to mention to you, Sandra, that my favorite word in Swiss German is, uh, because my son loves it so much, is gipfeli. Because anytime I take it to the store and he wants, you know, If, if, he, if, he, if he's hungry or he needs something, if I say gipfully, that's the magic word and we know exactly where to go in Negro or whatever, cope, and, and we're good. So anyways, I have to learn all those other words, which I follow on your, uh, on your Instagram account <laughs> and, uh, and appreciate very much. That's so cool. Yeah, then we have Zopf um, and gipfully. Actually, uh, gipfully is um, the French croissant. Yeah. And um, Zopf is... Hmm. How can we explain soaps? <laughs> Put a picture on Instagram with the, <laughs> with the, the Sunday yes. bread. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I put, the, um, I think, two, two weeks ago on my Instagram, I put on Sunday uh, the soaps. So if someone want to have a look and it is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I love the bread and carbs here <laughs> so one good. of the best things huh? yeah. yeah that's one of the highlights of living here <laughs> bakery absolutely lovely uh yeah <laughs> so nice so nice and uh yeah um is there anything to tell us again about um your course also your class and or hot yoga or just something to say If I um, may add one more thing about the course. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I worked with a lot of teachers and uh, I've done my own training and uh, I have students even since I moved here uh, to who have gone off to different places and done trainings. And one thing that I noticed is that a lot of people when they graduated from their teacher trainings uh don't teach <laughs> so a lot of them come out of these 200 hour courses um feeling either that they don't have the confidence or they don't have enough knowledge or they don't have the practical skills in terms of how to build up the class and start up you know marketing and momentum so one other 
really specific thing that I wanted to do when creating this course, and Chris knows that because we talked about this, I think, for hours and hours, is to create a course that will create a teacher. So that after you have graduated on the day one, you're re you're ready and able to stand in front of a group of people. It doesn't matter whether it's five people or 50 people, and you are able to teach with confidence, with knowledge. And, you know, you can then just go off and do your own thing. So the whole course as well as um, it includes the normal things that you get in other courses, but it also has this very big component, which is practical skills and uh, transferable skills. Uh, so we will be doing things like voice coaching, because as a teacher, one of your main tools is your voice. So how to use your voice in a room full of people so that you can actually maximize that tool and get the most out of it. Uh, we will have uh, modules like marketing, um, creating your own business. Uh, so it, there's a big practical component as well, in addition to everything that Chris brings and postures, anatomy stuff that I also bring into the course. Chris, do you want to add something to that as well? Or do you? <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to say that um, part of, I think, what, what we bring together is that very practical component of wanting people to be able to teach and have the skills and confidence to go in, which they'll also develop during the training, right? Because they'll be kind of teaching off and on as they go through the training to get that. Um, and also to have a level of comfort talking about yoga from all the dimensions I'm, I'm coming from, which is historically, philosophically, sociologically, so that they feel like, okay, I understand where this is coming from and I understand what it is I'm doing and who I am here on the mat and not kind of wondering like, am I do is what I'm doing right? Um, I want them to feel a confidence that what they're doing is what they're supposed to be doing from, from my perspective. And I think Una and I kind of share that, helping them, as she said, find their voice and feel confident in, in what they do. And I guess maybe the one other thing I should mention is that um, if people are interested, of course, they can email Una. Is it, what's your email, Una? <laughs> it, seriously? <laughs> it's info at hothouseyoga.com. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, of course. Yes, the info. And then, um, and then also on the hot house, we have a hothouseeducation.com website where you can sign up for the course. Um, so you can either go there and I'm sure Sandra, you said you would post the link. So if people are interested, they can either go sign up there or they can reach out to, to Una and I, and we can answer any questions they have. So nice that it, I think that is so important that you, um, grow, um, the people to be a teacher, um, And yeah, because Una said before that um, people do the yoga teacher class or a course and then they do, they are not a teacher or they, and that is so sad actually. And I think what I as well about doing about meetup and so on, um, sometimes I needed, I needed some help, but there was not really a help to just grow and grow and grow or just to ask for my weird uh, thinking mind, if it's that good idea or not. So I think this support of uh, you both is so, yeah, unbelievable. And yeah, they can be so glad. That is really nice. Yeah, I, think, I think it's important. And when it comes to yoga as well, um, you know, you, in the end of the day, 
first and foremost as well, you are working with another human being and their body and everything. So it does come with a lot of responsibility. So I can see why a lot of people when they graduated and they're out there on their own all of a sudden feel like, you know, I'm not sure whether I still have enough knowledge that I can do that. So the other thing that we're doing is that once people leave the course and they graduate, if they want to, they can then continue with what we call the apprenticeship. And we will still be there to provide support, to mentor. They can slowly start teaching in their own time when they feel when they can, but we're not doing the course and then cutting them off. No, we're still gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be there and you know, make sure that that growth continues. Um, yeah. So nice, so cool, really cool. Thank you. Yeah, no, um, thank you so much for having the talk because I learned so much about yoga and hot yoga and as well about you both and um yeah so it was a, a really really nice uh a talk and i need to try that um yes come and but, visit yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um and your course is um or your class your teacher class um is something very very special i think because you're putting everything together like the puzzle together and then um mega cool mega great thank you thank, thank you so you much. much yeah do you want to say in the end something again or just i want yeah i want to say thank you for having us i really enjoy following um meeting new friends in zoog on and, and the german course of course that i've been to um online and look forward to following you as well sandra thanks for everything that you do for expats especially who are trying to get comfortable in switzerland you make it a very you're a very smooth bridge between these different worlds and we really appreciate you thank you thank you so nice yeah thank you very much Sandra. thank, thank you. you i hope you learn something about this inspiring uh, talk about hot yoga, the education, and yeah, please follow them. All the details are in the info box, info box, and follow me. And yeah, see you soon. Tschüss und merci. Yeah.